Hi everybody, welcome to our album review for Marcus Precise's new project, No Wings Without Scars. This is the Classic Quest Podcast, the show where we break down the classic albums throughout the history of music, track by track, giving thoughts and opinions on each song, typically mm-hmm. sticking to the hip-hop variety. That's right. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And today, we are talking about... Marcus Precise's No Wing Without Scars. It's a 2020 project, making it one of the newer Maybe. ones that we would have done on this uh, cha- this particular show. But this one comes to us as a request from the Patreon Ismail Gadamsi. So we are doing this because he there requested this from us. Um, before we get into it, I do want to let you know that if you do support what we do, you can check out the Patreon, and that's cool. Otherwise, I make music myself. Got some tracks I put out uh, in the last couple months on this channel. You can follow me on Spotify if you feel what I do, etc. Links in the description of the video. On that note, we do like to start off uh, describing our familiarity with each and every artist so bonnie uh tell us what you know about marcus precise before this moment nothing fair enough (laughs) uh so yeah i came into this also without any knowledge of who he was um from what i can tell he's a beat maker and so that kind of makes the nature of this album just a little bit different than a lot of the ones we normally do so effectively marcus precise laid down the instrumentals contacted a series of rappers uh got them to come through and contribute to the different tracks and i believe gave them a top level guidance on what the theme of the album was because all all these tracks seem to follow a particular theme (laughs) but each artist's unique and particular spin on the track uh kind of makes it a bit more of an alive experience but it also makes this project i think a little bit more hit or miss it does do a lot of showcasing of what marcus precise brings to the table but mm-hmm. end of the day for me at least the rapper the contributing artist puts such a heavy influence on the sound that it often you know swung the favor in one direction or another in my opinion so it's definitely a different kind of project. I mean, we haven't done a lot of beatmaker projects like this. It's basically like, like Santana. Like, we know him for his, like, guitar work and what he does. And if you hear anybody singing on it, it's because he invited somebody to sing on yeah. one of his songs. So it's just, it's kind of cool. Or like what DJ Khaled wants to be because he just also <laughs> hires beat makers but i mean at the end of the day i thought it was just a it was a cool idea um what do you guys think though do you prefer this beat tape uh approach where like a beat maker makes an album and then invites the rappers what are your favorite ones that you think are the freshest tapes that are worth checking out done by beat makers because there's a lot of beat makers that just go out i mean it's such a brilliant idea for them to showcase their catalog and bring the rappers to them and get that album under their name as opposed to just being kind of i would argue a little bit more hidden in um yeah. uh, the way that the role gets put onto other people's albums where they i mean often i don't even look at the beat maker half the time unless it really like stands out or it's notable and that's probably why beat maker tags became so prevalent so that they can get some kind of branding as well oh yeah for anyway sure. so i was just curious if you guys like them do you feel that it's just better to have the artists do their own thing uh in general do you feel these projects are stronger weaker or do you feel that they're like kind of hit or miss along the way depending on your act and you know you're in for a couple of good ones based on the track list or I don't know. I'm just curious about the overall genre of this kind of project because it's not something we've talked about a lot here. I don't know. Do you have anything more to comment on this? Um, no, not really. I mean, it, I think that's what it is. It's pretty cool, and I like that it's, uh, you know, there's, like, all this collaboration involved. Um, I like the cover. Uh, kind of looks like a bird. 
but like made up of a bunch of polygonic illustrations put together but it makes me picture like a bird flying when i look at it i don't know what else it's supposed to be but it's called no wings without scars so it's all broken mm-hmm. so it's like a broken bird but still flying but it's not actually a bird it's more just like the silhouette of something so it's pretty cool to to look at it has and then you kind of have this grayish background of the sky like you're looking up at this and i thought it was just really nice i thought it was like a really cool cover that was really like almost symbolic of what the album's supposed to represent yeah as opposed to you know showboating or something like that it's clean all the text is just the his logo or his name with the uh same font being used to put the name of the album mm-hmm. that was a clean nice design yeah, I mean, it's yeah, pretty much the same thing. It's, I mean, for me, I took away that it was a, just a wing. I didn't know if there was an actual bird attached to it. Um, but um, a wing with, like, you know, like these geometric shapes and kind of, like, um, glass shattering kind of, like, at the end, like, being, like, pulled apart and, like, kind of dying off and changing and kind of uh, uh, phoenix-like a little bit maybe. Um and for me, it looked like it was on like uh, a crumpled piece of paper or something like that as the background. So I thought that was kind of interesting, like it's um, low art or something like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I like. Uh, I mean, the cover is also like this dark burgundy red. So it's kind of you know you think of bl- you know blood or like that kind of uh, you know pain like a little bit as well, like being like ripped from something like a scar or you know like that kind of idea. So like that's just kind of what I thought about it fair enough i like the title too mm-hmm. no wings without scars it just almost implies like you can't take flight or you can't even achieve without going through some shit that's kind of how i took it um i feel like as we get into the album it appears to be what a lot of other people took that message as as well mm-hmm. but like that it's almost like there is no such thing as success without having something come through and like smash you the fuck some, yeah down. some pain and so i, I really like the poetry and that i thought it was nice yeah I have a lot more to say about it. Well, let's uh, fly you away. So we start off with this little instrumental. What do you think about it? Um, I think that this is like like his song, right? You know, and it's at the very beginning and it's just kind of, like you said, it's just an instrumental. Um, and as like Marcus is like the producer and or like DJ mixer, like he's kind of like a little bit more like behind the scenes. Um, so he's more just about like the music. So he's just kind of here showing you like what his style is, what like your, you know, the vibe you're going to like hear on the album. Um, and it's, it, there's something sort of sad about it um and yet at the same time there's like this like positive note that's like in it as well um and so i think that that's exactly uh, it's interesting that you can pick that up or at least i picked it up um from this instrumental where there's no words just you know you just have to feel and so i think that that's kind of what we're going to be experiencing this kind of feelings on uh this album so i think that that's kind of interesting that he um does that and it's also like a nice um transition into the next song so i gave it a 4.25 um, I thought it was cool, um, a little, I don't know, a little bit boring, but uh, and like an artsy beginning, but it, uh, it's, it's cool and it's unique. I don't know, I really liked it. I thought in the minute it was really extremely well composed. 
you can feel like a depth to it like like actual instruments were used or mm-hmm. something like they came in they they like played their stuff like you can feel that guitar just kind of slowly whining on top of it which kind of adds like that emotional expressiveness adds that extra little tone to it that gives you that somberness like it almost feels pensive like you're looking back and it has this like almost triumphant feel at the same time like when you listen to the music all blended together like it's complete it's full as this things but it's heavy and then you have that guitar where it almost like you know layers it in and now it's like it kind of reflects almost the whole title of it like you are there you you've gotten to this point in time where maybe you you're flying and you have your wings and you've taken flight but you're stuck kind of reflecting on what it took to get to that place and i thought right. that was like like it does communicate a whole lot in the emotional sense of it all and then it almost feels like because of like the way it flows into the next track like it serves as like a minute long intro to the following track almost like that was just how the beat was done yeah. and he cut it up so that you had the choice to skip it or not which is something that these people rarely do in life so i thought that was pretty nifty as well but i it was great it it takes you out of your world it's just long enough to kind of give you a bit of a sense of a tone move you almost like an emotional palate cleanser but it doesn't like really go on so long that it requires more than what it is because instantly you're brought into the next track which starts off and we'll get there but in just a way that it continues from this intro before it flips into the beat proper so i think it does a great job of starting this project i thought it was like you can feel the musicality you can hmm. feel that this guy actually has like a good sense of intricate timing and how to layer things together f- properly as opposed to maybe just following the conventional trends of throwing a bunch of samples together or whatnot like this right. just feels alive in its composition and, it's, and it is like very unique like it is like his own like he his like his creation you know and I, I like that i like the the kind of style of it all so i gave it a 4.5 i thought it was really good cool. um anyway then it flows into the first proper track featuring talib kweli and it's called from a distance like yeah the instrumental on this one feels like the intro track we just heard but kind of flipped up a bit added a bit yeah. more life to it some drum patterns to rap on and whatnot and i think it's cool like it feels like an extension of the last track but what do you feel about it um i think it again i think it like it, it does have that you know continuity and it does still have that sort of um like the same feeling like the, the sadness but with like a bit of hope and positivity um and all of this came out i just wanted to mention it could, because it did happen in 2020 so you know a lot of this is very recent um but it came out um before all like the George Floyd, Black BLM, um, you know, res- resurgence and all of that. So it's just like interesting to kind of look at it, um, you know, kind of on the other side now. Um, you know, he's talking about, <clears throat> you know, issues with racism and all of that. And, um, you know, and how some things seem like one thing uh, from a distance, but up close, there's uh, more to it. And then you really see when you are looking, you know, up close and personal, you see a little bit, you know, deeper and more what it, re- it really truly is and what the core is. So, um, you know, I think that we're looking at, at it uh, from this side of things and like that perspective and so it's just kind of interesting to kind of see that um and this is something that he's going to keep discussing and you know pushing for and you know he wants change and he's there to fight and um he's here for the long haul and you know it's going to be you know uh, you know basically his whole life you know kind of fighting and then this is going to be what it is 
um, you know, because things don't change overnight, uh, unfortunately. So um, it's nice, and it's more um, along the lines of like a, a slower, uh, more pensive type of an album. Like, you know, you're kind of just getting into it right away, and like already you kind of get that feeling. So um, I give it a 4.4 on 5. Fair enough. Um, I gotta say, Talib Kweli did some stuff in this track that disappointed me. Oh, really? Um, so I, I know who he is. I think he's an extremely talented guy. Like, when you listen to his verse on Learn Truth with Arya Roga, man, it's ridiculous. We have to give all respects to the man for his, like, conscious rhymes and, like, his his song on Lauren Hill and shit really, like, hit me back in. Like, there's just, I respect the dude as an MC. I think he's a top-tier talent guy, et cetera, et cetera, which is why there was a couple of bars in here and, and just lines where I'm like, wait a second. You're like way better. Did you phone this in, Talib Kweli? And that was honestly my feelings when I was done with this. Is It doesn't feel as good as I was expecting seeing his yeah, name on the track personally for a couple of reasons, all right? So it starts saying, from a distance. So obviously he's pulling on this for like every line. That's fine. That trope's okay. Mm -hmm. I can tell a slave from a master, avoiding all disasters because I'd be thinking much faster. Faster. All right, so he's kind of laying out his rhyme scheme. From a distance is your main, and then the he's, he's playing it out like three little punches flowing through. Pretty simple. It's all right. And what he's saying, okay, I can tell the difference between you know who the fuck's a slave, who's a master, and kind of adding some social political commentary into the intentions and motives of the various people in the world and how they live their life. But he can recognize shit from far away because he sees the signs, etc. Super conscious. All right. From a distance, I can see that Russia trying to hack us. And I'm already going, okay, where are you going with this, bruh? First of all, what country on earth is not trying to hack what other country on earth? It is literally modern. Like, everybody's hacking everyone. Nothing be even scary there. Fine, we're alluding to the Russian hacks and some old right. school media shit. Then he goes, Sarah Palin can see Russia from Alaska. Yeah, I, yeah that I'm was like, definitely like what a, the fuck is an that old bar? school reference. Like, First of all, who the fuck cares about Sarah that Palin? That was like 2008. Is she even elected still? No, I don't even think she's still, she, she relevant? I think she's like the mayor of Alaska or Does something. Does anybody know what the fuck? No, it's like, okay. You can, I mean, I guess you can kind of see Russia from Alaska, maybe. She said that. She said that? When? She said that. When did she say that? 2008 or whatever the heck it was. What kind of a bar is this? She, she can I, see Alaska. I, I don't I don't. I don't and know so I'm like, okay, okay, fine. I'm just saying, like, that's not the most insightful bar. What is the relevance of bringing up Sarah Palin in this it context? It was a little off, yeah. I'm going, what is the context? Is it because she's a Republican? A Republican from another era of Republicans? Like she's, a, like, she's a Republican from when the Tea Party started and shit. Like, it's just a... What is the it? What what is the relevance of that bar? Yeah, it just feels it's like it's faux consciousness. Like when Eminem throws in a celebrity's name because it rhymes. Like I don't get it. Maybe there's some deeper meaning I'm missing. And like Sarah Palin did some shit in the last five years. That I mean, nothing counted. that he's talking about is. Uh, recent. Anyway, from a distance, I can see the change in the horizon. All right. Back into some bars I can understand. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. You see the tide is shifting and shit. Yep. Can you hear me now? I'm like Verizon. You're kind of old, but I respect. Fair enough. It's a decent bar. I'm old oh, enough to appreciate that. He, I mean, he's got to be in his 40s. Uh, that's why he's got to. <laughs> that's fine. Okay. And when it, and so and when you see the smoke uh, from a distance, you can see the smoke when it's rising. And I kind of like the way he goes. And he's from 44. when you see the smoke, there's fire. But I'm like. You're not really saying a lot. He's saying if you pay attention, you can see there's corruption in the air. 
Yeah. That's all he's really said. But he hasn't said it with any kind of real depth. This is the shallowest shit I have ever heard this man spit in my limited experiences with his music. Everything else I've heard from him has been more profound than this. Anyway, from a distance, we fire off a shot for the resistors. Who? What? Participating resistance by merely existing? Okay, fine. From a distance, the enemies of freedom trying to defeat us, trying to bleed us, but freedom in the vein like intravenous. That that line is just great. You see yeah. how he's popping? You see how he's laying down the rhymes? That's all right. I'm fine. Okay, so the systemic oppression of a tide of turning of evil people are coming through and they're fucking taking our freedoms away. Okay, it's super superficial and not that like profound, but that line alone is fucking dope, etc. From a distance, they're still trying to pick off all the leaders. Okay, now we're finally getting into some shit. Put so much distance in between us, they're looking over their shoulders. I'm like, what? First of all, shoulders rhymes with nothing in this verse. <laughs> he doesn't rhyme it with fucking anything. This guy just did the trying to bleed us, but freedom in the veins like intravenous from a distance. They're trying to pick us off like leaders. Shoulders. Shoulders, shoulders rhymed with nothing. That was a bad fucking word to use in that line, in my opinion. Especially because my main point on the next one is how good they rhyme. And we keep mm -hmm. marching. You think about how much they flow in there. And then, what the? I'm sorry, but it felt like you wrote that. And that's what he wanted to say. But rather than finding a way to make it work in the way that fit the flow of what he'd been doing. He just threw it in he anyways. He just left it. Fine. Okay, whatever. From a distance, you can see an argument with a wise man and a fool. And you can't tell who's who. You should come a little closer. I'm like, the closer doesn't rhyme with shoulders. It just doesn't work. It doesn't rhyme. That's fine. I don't actually think all your shit has to rhyme, but he made everything up until shoulders rhyme. Everything up until that word fit I mean, into the he rhyme. He can do whatever the heck he wants. He right? absolutely can. But and I'm certain somebody out there is going to be like, fuck you, your opinion's trash. What the fuck? Fine. I'm saying, sh tell me what shoulders rhymed with. I'm saying it disappointed me because I had a couple of parts of that verse where it felt, that Sarah Palin line's whack. It makes no sense in 2020. Anyway, and then I like the chorus a lot. Yo, and they try on me. Why do they lie to me? I be all I can be. I feel in all type of free. Got soldiers to ride with me as far as the eye can. It's fine. It's dope. Uh, I like how he goes. They seal in their fate when you're dealing with race. I'm a long distance runner. That's a cool line because it shows like with the race wars, etc. He's in this for the long haul and he's playing on that double entendre. That's mad clever. So the chorus brings it right the fuck back up and it shows how good he is. And why the fuck is shoulder that rhyme word? But I like that long distance runner line because I decided I'm a be a long distance runner and I'm up to eight and a half kilometers. I'm going to get there, motherfuckers. I'm going to do that shit. It's wild. Anyway, it's actually like you go pretty fast. I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, you, you just improve if you, you keep just doing need it. motivation. Anyway, then the next verse, distance makes the heart grow fonder. That's true. That is definitely true. If you're in quarantine with your girlfriend living in your apartment, go hang out with people that are not her. Then come back and she likes you more. Uh, <laughs> as the drive get longer, the butterflies in your stomach will get stronger. Fair enough, as you keep pushing, you know, more anxieties and shit. Yeah. Now if I'm sweet on you, my heart will skip a beat. But if you ain't complete, they give me they give me 50 feet. Fair enough. So if you excite him, he'll like be happy to spend time with you and be excitement. Kind of like his butterflies ties into that. You get butterflies in your stomach in the same moments that your heart skips a beat. Love and shit like that. Uh, so it's, it's cool. 
back up so I can love you from a distance. I even like how you as his enemy is somebody that he's loving from a distance. Yeah. Act up, I cut you off with the scissors. What is this? See, look at that, scissors, what is this? He made that rhyme. Couldn't make shoulder rhyme with anything. Uh, we go through trouble like two lovers do. It's hard to take an L. I'm used to W's. I thought that was all cool yeah. too because like the struggle of the situation and acknowledging the losses of life and the complications of shit that happens, especially when you're used to making it through. You know, cutting through the madness, nothing that's new. The average day, way to civilize the base. My life on what a savage shape. I thought that was cool too because if you think about how much of the middle class mediocrity norms that are enforced upon us through the different things like school and media, it's kind of savage the, the the people who put that into place are savages the way they treat the rest of the world and shit in my opinion i mean they're savage it, you might not agree with it but i think bombing the shit out of everyone for the sake of oil is kind of savage um yep. then he said this this life ain't for the week unless it's saturday to saturday and i'm like what does that mean because it's for, like for the week but why it's saturday to saturday w-e-a-k but what, what is that but why Saturday to Saturday? I don't get that bar. I don't get it. That made no sense to me. Because that's like the Sabbath, right? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird line to me. Like, okay, maybe I'm missing a point on that one. I don't want to diss it. I just don't get it. I'm like, it just feels, again, like, kind of sounds good. But when you think about it, you're like, what are you actually saying, dude, in this whole, right. like, thing? What is the point of your verse? And normally he has some clear, concise-ass points. Like, I like Talib Kweli. Anyway, uh, the magistrate with the place on the real DJs have to play. You want to stay in the loop, don't you? You want people to hear the truth, don't you? Well, then come a little closer. Don't play yourself. Question the curators of the culture. So I like that part because it's kind of questioning what is pop and who distributes the music and basically saying, come listen to me. I got the real shit over here. But, yo, check out who actually enforces stuff. Question what music is popping and what gets popularized, etc., etc. All that's real cool. And the chorus comes through. Then there's this fresh-ass musical break where I feel like Mr. Uh, Precise really flexes his beat-making shit. It's got a bit of a clappiness to it, and I really liked it. It was really enjoyable. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it goes back into the chorus one more time, and it ends. Um, I get it's a 4.25. The beat is really stellar, but I don't think Taleb Kweli gave his best performance on this track. There's just too many things about it that popped out that bothered me, that will bother me every time I listen to this song moving forward. Either way, there's more tracks on the album, and what do we do? We keep marching. I like this beat. This beat's fucking banging the way it comes through with that doom, 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 doom. The way it cascades the notes of the chord upwards like that just feels this triumphant march effect that comes off that just feels They're like... They're still going. It just feels like you're going from a distance or whatever. Or no, sorry. feels like you keep marching. I forgot to update the junior steps, but whatever. But uh, you feel the march in it. And I feel yeah. like it's got the bit of a kind of a feel on the snares too that are pounding through, really adding yeah. that extra little effect. It's a real great beat. Uh, what do you feel about this song? Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think that it definitely is like a nice beat, and I found that it is like a, a growing beat, like more kind of gets added to it, and I thought that that was like really cool. Um, we have on this one, we have uh, the features are the Grouch and Eleg. I'm not sure quite how to say that. Yeah, me neither. Um, uh, so the first verse is Eleg, and he's fine. I found he was a little bit weak, but um, he was still pretty good. Um, 
And I definitely liked the, the rhythm that he had, and I liked the rhythm of the chorus as well. I liked how it comes off, like the whole thing. Um, and on the second verse, we have the grouch, and I really liked um, the grouch's flow, and just like the way he speaks. And I've never heard either of these people before. Um, so I, you know, some of his verses were when the when the bud blooms and blossoms, it's awesome. If the head room is lost, then it'll cost them. His costume was nothing. His offspring brings offering and keep and honestly keeps him chugging. Beats keep bumping. These feet stomping. Each speech reach peaks beyond it is wanting. Like it's just like great. Like I didn't do it justice, but like it is pretty great. Like it just like his like style and his flow and the way he comes across and it's cool. Um, and you know, basically they're both saying that, you know, they're still fighting and continuing on and they're going to keep making music and keep rapping and it's really important for them to do that because it's their art and um, it's important for them to do something that's meaningful and they keep on pushing through like even if they get you know native na uh, negative for like criticism or you know I don't know they don't get like signing album deals or whatever like you know even though there are struggles and also like their personal life as well like the things that kind of get in the way so it's just sort of like we keep you know no matter what we find a way basically um and it's nice and uh, i like the sound of the grouch i like that this kind of um gets you to like kind of taste a few different um performers and i think mm. that that's cool um so i give this a 4.3 on five on that note i completely agree with you uh, it feels like everybody on this album was tasked with talk about the struggle that got you to where you are and how you're keeping on marching like i feel like it's uh describe your process of keeping marching and describe like that looking backness of it and you saw that with talib Quilly's song you yeah. know like you can see all the complications that are breaking me but you know we keep fighting we still have a means to do it and this is kind of brought through too like i think the flows here are ridiculous and i think the rhyming is is, is spectacular it's why the tale of quilly won't bother me so much because it just is followed up by such an excellent array of shit like still marching i still feel off and i still feel closed in like coffin i just thought that was dope I just thought it was like really cool because even that line closed in like coffin, it could be like a coffin closing in, but yeah. honestly, it could be the anxiety of like a coffin, anxiety, you know, attack closing you in and shit. I feel like it's just framed in such a way where it's it's anxious in how it starts off strong like that. Mm -hmm. Yet I'm living to the fullest canvas, painted with a passion. I turn away from bullets, blasted off in the distance by the haters and resistors to the change that I sing of. And I'm like, damn. He's coming through like he feels the turbulations of life coming through him and in spite of all that, he still feels the passion to move away from maybe the conflicts and negative environments towards the creating of the new shit that he's building towards regardless of who's trying to keep him in this. I really love the energy that he brings through. The flow's kind of got this fast pace bouncing off the beat feel to it. It's kind of like he's punching at weird times, but it still fucking works. Like it's hmm. not just your standard... Da, yeah. da 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 ba da 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 ba. Nah, he's pump, he's compounding that shit, and I really enjoy it. Um, the rocket shit away, so they say I wait aboard and anxiously depart to the skyline beyond a day. I played again since I was a kid, and this is not the same now, not the same instruments. It's vital that the levels change, and I feel like it's cool here because he's he's bringing over his journey, but then mixing it in with that music lingo, so it's a double entendre, trying to balance out your life and create the proper mix, but simultaneously using the music and the literal components of it. I mean, it's pretty dope. Uh, he flows through and he just keeps running through it. They get the sense of him trying to escape the circumstances of his life 
through music and doing what he can i like when he goes um my vinyl weighs a ton kind of playing on that line my uzi weighs a ton mm -hmm. and just kind of showing respect like that but also flowing in the weight and the impact of his music kind of comes through with that same severity yeah and maybe he doesn't have an uzi so you know he's uh, you know these all seem to be a little bit more like peaceful kind of guys I like when he's like, I spend it to the song is done, my mind is on the run, running off the lip to share the stories on the gun. So I think it's cool that he adds the like severity of the weaponry in it, but it's almost like he has to create these vinyls under the threat of what happens because of guns rather than in so in a sense creating his own weaponry out of the music and he wants to change the world and it's fucking cool to me and it's fucking dope anyway so it, overall that verse just felt really strong his flow is really amazing it's, it's up my alley it's the kind of shit i fuck with um and i like the chorus we keep i think the chorus is done i think it's eli because it's kind of like i don't know maybe i'm wrong but uh like, i, I think he does the like chorus Scottish. like i see like that gh like that and i'm like Elech. But, like um, i say it like <laughs> Um, anyway, that one by one by two thing was stuck in my head yeah. since the first time I heard it. And so, uh, I mean, I haven't listened to it a whole, whole lot, but it, it, that really got stuck in my head. So it had a good hooky feel to it. So, you know, we keep marching, we keep marching through, we keep marching one by one by two. And you just get the sense of almost like little ants slowly cascading into a bigger army of people uniting and globalizing, but starting off just in the sense of just marching in the micro as you build up that momentum yeah and then the grudge comes through and i love the way he bounces off and has a completely different tone to it but just fits perfectly into this track not a toy soldier hold his composure far from closure how are to grow you to grow me i must be lonely the land is desolate let's make the best of it ah oh, this is rhyming it's fucking great um but you have the sense that he's not fake with it he's going through this actually emotionally hard situation where he said to back off away from other people to kind of right. get a little lonely to kind of figure out some shit you know the land is desolate it's a hard place to be the, the world and i imagine i just assume in a lot of cases a lot of people are coming from rougher environments than i do um I lost the rest of the recipe. Yes, I did. I like that because it's just cool. Like, he couldn't figure out all of it. Like, he understands that there's parts to go. And this is the rest of the recipe. That sounds so good to just say. And uh, the idea of it. Like, I know part of what I have to do, but I don't know the other part. So, I got kind of fucked up. She fought aggressively against all there is. All there was was a spring, summer, fall, winter brought ice that one couldn't thaw. And that's cool it's like he met somebody a partner of some kind and then throughout the year it was good but then when the cold winter came the icy heart came and it was over yep. and then um i couldn't buy shit i had to march through april may june soon maybe they'll swoon pay me for the tunes you know and then it's like life continues moving on and life's complicated he's not blossoming maybe the music's gonna pan out for him overall it just flows on like this like we have to move through it um i'm using the art to create the picture of my life it's complicated, yeah. but we keep fucking marching. And I really love the effect of it. And if uh, the grudge did the chorus, oh well, I'm sorry, I'm wrong. It doesn't specify on Genius and I have no fucking idea. Either way, I felt this like step right the fuck back up and uh, I gave it a 4.5. You just left me with this strong sense of, wow, that was powerful. That was, yeah. I think, the essence of what this album is really going for, put into a song. Anyway, that's all I gotta say about that one. Um, the next one has some Griselda up on it. So let's talk about Heart Cold. How do you feel about this track? Well, um, so we've got Conway the Machine here. And he is ready to uh, do his thing. So get ready to, be, to like hang out with him and, you know, 
enjoy him for the few minutes that we're with him. Um, you know, maybe smoke. He's he'll he'll be smoking as well. Um, and he's just kind of telling you know stories, basically whatever's on his mind. It seems um, that he's getting ready to see his friend who was in jail um, for the last ten years, and you know just like how excited he is to see him and how you know he wants to do so much for him and you know support him any way that he can and like take care of his. Um, legal fees and like things like that and wants to like throw a party with like all his friends and you know get some ladies around and you know just like have like a fun good time like you know for his pal who's been like you know in jail for the last 10 years so um you know and he's you know and then we kind of move on and then it seems like he's talking to his friend like maybe at the party or whatever um and he's like saying like you know i'm not going to go back to jail or maybe he's just like remembering a conversation when he was in jail or like at the end and he's like you know about to like get released and maybe he was in jail visiting him i don't know um and he doesn't want to go back to jail and you know he kind of mentions that uh you know the white people were like really powerful in there and you know so there was like that discrimination um in jail uh you know just based off of color right away um so like you know it was you know the the haves versus the have-nots like immediately and um you know just dealing with like the real shit and real life and you know that you know children are basically killing each other and you know that there's guns and that you know you know friends and people that you care about you know end up going to jail for like you know stupid things that they did and um you know that there's violence constantly and there's you know kind of this world that that they're involved in and there's no there's not really any escape from it because you know your brother your friend your aunt your uncle you know like anybody can you know be involved in, the, in that if that's like the area and the the way that you know you were um brought up i guess in like this sort of situation so um it's just sort of like the need to deal with like the real life and like what's going on and all of that and um that it has made his heart cold and you know he feels um like a little I don't know a little bit lost and you know he realizes you know like all of this stuff has like you know been so hard and having to experience like this time and time again that you know you kind of stop reacting to it as heavily as you once did just like you know when you watch the news like the first time you know when you watch it you're like oh my gosh all these terrible things are happening and then it just kind of becomes normal to you um so it's just kind of like that and it just kind of that there's a lot of evil and bad out there in the world and that's just kind of how it is and you have to deal with it and just keep going forward and you know it, it's going to make things difficult for you and how you feel and how you behave as a human but um you gotta keep your head up basically and um it has a nice feeling to it at, at the same time like again that kind of sadness with um that kind of feeling of hope as well um you know just sort of like the realities of uh coming from you know a community where you know there's danger and violence and drugs and like all of that around you uh so often so i give it a 4.3 it's you know on the same uh path as uh the rest of the songs yeah, i definitely feel like this has more of a griselda feel to it like this was like conway was like make sure you send me something that sounds like my record label was gonna put it out because like <laughs> i love griselda records and what they do 
they, but I think that that's kind of like the bonus to like really what he does. Just have like one sound on fucking repeat. It has different tempos and whatnot, sort of, and slightly different flares. But it's basically like this. This is every Griselda song, and I say that with all the love because I don't think I've ever really heard one of their tracks that I thought was bad. So it's just fucking yeah. great. So I think it's cool in terms of Marcus Precise's versatility to be able to give people exactly. different sounds that like fit Work them all kind of fit within the same paradigm of this project but still it comes in and uh, it's got a little intro and it's like you know just kind of vibe to it like this is meant to be more pensive like you can tell like everyone was going through that motions uh the first verse is clearly just him kind of looking at this friend of his who is in jail and you know like we took care of you don't fuck it up it's kind of in this area and he's like yeah i know i get it and then bonnie went on the big speech she just gave which was great um <laughs> but i mean that's kind of what's going on on this first one like rolling up a blunt and zone thinking about my that's coming home behind the wall spent the last time summer's gone for an attempt he hit her with his fucking chrome and he'll be home in a second he said i'm coming it's a blessing and he just rhymes it through and it's super tight and it's very straightforward um and i think what's it was cool is how he's like listen this guy didn't snitch he took his shit seriously uh he you know probably in some ways allowed other people to thrive and prosper by taking that hit um so they took care of him and now everybody's set up and i think part of it is like these moments where people got locked up and he didn't and he got to go on and do this and having this isolation from so many people is part of the scars that gave him wings kind Mm -hmm. of a thing so i thought that was really a powerful way to do it and then in the second verse it feels like he's just tired of shit (laughs) like he's been fucking mad he's just like you ever been through some real shit you never been through no real shit he's talking in a general sense that he's gone through stuff like he's literally been shot and whatnot a cerebral palsy is a result of that fucking situation um he's gone through some stuff so when he looks at a lot of people who are these more studio rappers i guess a lot of people who like spit this shit uh in terms of what you're supposed to sound like he's like nah you ain't ever been through stuff i think that's part of what i love about griselda is just how blunt they are they don't they don't really hold back um a person came through letting the steel whip hit the back of my head but i don't feel shit lately i've been spazzing over little shit i ain't let shit slide and trying to kill shit don't get it twisted with this record deal shit i will flip leave your whole shit filled quick basically don't fuck with him he's having a bad day and even though he's signed and there's a tension he will fuck you up <laughs> and it's all pretty fucking laid down like he's gonna go ahead and deal with stuff um he keeps his gun on him because he's got to because the situation's fucked up at the end of the day he needs to cool off, so he's gonna go find some more weed and, you know, vibe out is what it took. I like the chorus, my heart froze, the streets left uh, left the heart cold or whatever, and I thought it was just really strong. Uh, it worked really well. Um, it felt like a bit of a blend-in track. Like, I don't think Conway also came up and gave, like, a top-level effort. I think Conway did the con, like, he just got on, spit it, gave it, didn't think twice about it. Um, and I, I liked it. I gave a, a 4.35 on um, 5. And I think a game with the bridges, the part in between the vocals might actually be the best parts of the track when Marcus Precise really takes the opportunity to flare up, add fills, and really do stuff to enhance the musical quality of it. And I don't know. It's really nice. Yeah. Well, let's talk about you. Doom, doom. How'd you feel about this song? Well, um, I like the construction of the beat right away. I thought it was like interesting the way it was kind of put together. Um, I don't know how else to describe it other than that. Um, 
But the first verse, so this is um, featuring Ruben Vincent, another person that I don't know. Um, so the first verse is him talking about how he was involved in uh, basically dangerous street stuff activity, like all of that, when he was um, young and when other, you know, he was looking around and other kids were just being kids and having fun and he was kind of already involved in some uh, ne'er-do-welling. And um, he's just kind of like telling his truth and talking about... Um, you know, kind of what his lowest times in his life were and like the, you know, kind of like the sad realities of what he lived through and, you know, things that he did. And um, he he felt um, a lot of pressure uh, to make money and to, you know, to get the, the flashy chains and, you know, eat well like other people, you know, other maybe more successful people, perhaps the drug dealers or, you know, like the, the you know, the bad guys in, um, you know... It, in like the area that you know he might be hanging out with if he's you know kind of doing all these uh you know misdemeanors so um basically just trying to be better than he you know than he once was and you know he's try he wants to do this and he's you know he realizes his parents did a lot for him and so he wants to give back to them and you know he's just trying to live in a way that really reflects what he learned who he is um you know his morals and values and kind of you know he's he doesn't he wants to talk the talk and walk the walk at the same time so um it's good. It has a, a good message in it just to kind of like, you know, reflect on who you were and make better choices, essentially. Um, so I gave it a 4.4 on 5. Right away, I was I was hit with this, this is fucking pop vibe. <laughs> uh, it's very clean sounding, like really like the opposite of Griselda almost. Um, I had a lot of trouble getting into it. Like, I would not listen to stuff that sounds like this. It feels way too positive, way too uplifting almost. <laughs> like, it's, it's it feels too like... Positive. No, but it feels like it's trying too hard to be that. Like, okay. like, when a girl wears too much makeup and it looks like she's trying to do hard and it completely misses the mark. That is the impact a lot of this shit, this sound has on me. It's why I don't listen to it. You don't see me talking about a lot of happy music because it's often so disingenuous and it just comes off super pop anyway so fresh off the plane i'm west coast vibing feeling like dylan man i'm looking for my shining i'm locked in thinking about not just flexing it was diamond but investing never stressed and never questioned getting blessing look i pray to god every day it just make me better gotta get your test because some suckers is playing checkers and i'm like it's so vapid like it's not like it's the equivalent of I fucked your girl, but for this kind of positivity shit. Like, it doesn't really come off feeling like anything. It just feels okay. like dude's out there doing his thing and whatever. Gotta get your test because some suckers is playing checkers. Like, okay, that's like a line obviously saying that checkers is like an inferior game. He doesn't follow it up with what he's doing. It's just like they suck. Uh, like, kids <laughs> with dirty bags, you should know I'm going to F the checkup. I'm like... Okay, I get it. Cause checkup and checkers, they kind of rhyme. I don't mess with squares. My brothers, I don't. Oh right, cause checkers are on some square boards. 
But I feel like Squares is such like an 80s and then squares line. Like, don't be is such a square dude. people. My brother, I don't. In a spread a moment, I'm like Shinobi watching Disney and my boy sells Xanax uh, and Cody. Get it? Because Zach and Cody, Xanax. It's like it's kind of clever, but not a thousand percent clever. Okay. It's all right. Mom, anyway, I just didn't feel like I was left with profound bars. And it's it's cool. Like, He's kind of like saying, I come from this environment that's really hard. I was exposed to these things. And if you ain't from the bottom, I guess you won't understand it. A star line, I'm going to live one time for the truth. And then the cook comes in, try to live for myself, try to live for my folk. And you, you, and I was like, oh, that's so <laughs> gross. Like, I'm going to go live for you. You're not living for me. Go fuck yourself. You're totally living for your peoples, maybe your community. But this vapid, like... I'm going to live my best person, so I'm going to live for you. Oh, okay, it's fine. I'm just being a hater right now. I just don't like that shit in music, that vapid, right. like, Care Bear shit. It's some Care Bear <laughs> shit right there. Um, anyway, put your hand in the sky if you feel it one time is true. Feel what? That you're trying to live your best life for your people? Yeah. I suppose. I feel you're doing that. Like, I don't know what I'm relating to. It's vapid. It doesn't have, like, are you saying, am I supposed to put my hand in the sky if I'm living my best life too? Is that what the connection point is? Maybe. I don't know. But I don't know that he and I are kin by any means, so I don't feel like I'm connecting to him because he deliberately ostracized me just before this by saying I can't relate to his upbringing. So maybe it was all of these different things. I, I, I think about stuff, all right? I can't help it when I was sitting to music. Look, pressure, precious, forget, uh, no, pressure something, it's not precious, it was another word, like, forget it, I gotta get up, you see my name, you then see the dollar sign, this word, the Kesha, Kesha stopped using the dollar sign, bruh, even I know that, it's just straight S now, that dollar sign's the past, don't be dropping no dated Kesha bars up on here, that's what <laughs> I'm trying to say. To my brother to catch up not far from finish line since about whatever my dollar to give me my brown skin shining like a Cuban link. You think it's and it's just like none of that really ends up hitting me. Like try okay. to bury me by at least ten feet, so I'm gonna come back honey like Jesus sent me. I'm like mm. it's alright. It's well flowed. But it's not like great. It feels like the kind of rap song that shows up in a video game kids are gonna play. Okay. That was my feeling on this one. It's well done, but it is the least interesting track I've heard on this album so far. I gave it a 4.1. I just, it just feels like it's trying so hard that there's no real substance to it. Like by adding the shit that would have been darker, it would have made the song 2x rated for the audience or something. I don't right. know. Anyway, that's just my thoughts. Y'all don't have to agree with me. If you think I'm off, you can let me know in the comments. And I guess uh, that's the difference between me and you. It's true. Yeah, they did it again. Another <laughs> vapid fucking fluff song. It's just like, get up, get up, get up, get up. If you want it, you can have it. Fuck that. That's not how real life works. You can try for it. And maybe if you play the game right and you're willing to sacrifice enough slash compromise your soul enough, you can have it. See, it is possible. But like, it's not so if you want it, you can have it. That's an inherent fucking lie. It's if you want it and are willing to do what it takes, you can have it. But that's like what they're saying. Um, I don't know. Whether it's a literal or a lot, you got to give it all you got. You got to give it all you got. Where you're aiming your gun, you only get one shot 
that's a lie too you get more than one shot in life like that's fucked up all your mistakes are actually opportunities created to move you forward this is that like again like pbs fucking like we got one shot. this is the most Not millennial shit i ever heard this reminded me of like like where I when I went to elementary school, there was you can be everything. You are special. All these little fucking slogans. But like, why does shit. that just like disappear when we become adults? Because it was never true. Because <laughs> it was lies. I guess, maybe. Because that's not true. Why, it, why do we just? Because we're know. that's the, that's a millennial thing. That's how come we got raised so entitled and special mm-hmm. and shit, right? Right. But like, I listen to this. You may hope and you may wish. If you don't grind, it makes no diff. Said if you don't grind, it makes no diff. What and what don't make dollars don't make sense. First of all, if your whole grind is gonna be about making money, what the fuck is that idealistic go out there and get it? If you want it, you can have it shit. Nah, that's not true. If you want it and you like it being like, I don't know, a particular life, and then if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. There is a lot of conflict between these two ideas. Right. There are many lives that you want to live, like being an integritist person that you'll find out without shameless marketing and whoring yourself out for virality, you just don't get money. And without the money, you can't proceed to go ahead and make the content and shit. So like, like are you saying go ahead and do whatever makes dollars? Like inherently, that's called selling your soul a little bit. And like, like I'm not sure if I'm supposed to believe in myself and put in that effort and train myself to be the best person, right. or if I'm supposed to just accept that I'm a whore and suck dick for dollars. Cause it's saying both things in that chorus right there. And that's why I hate these fluff songs. They aren't really based on real self growth principles. They aren't really based on right. real life. They're based on these, it's like doing drugs. It's like watching a fucking vapid comedy and then walking out of the movie theater feeling like your life is enhanced. It's not anything. It's just doing drugs, except that it is what it is, and we cannot do the drugs that we want to do. Right. But this is some feel-good bullshit. Anyway, as I await to another day in the city, we chase money like it's running away. It's grisly. Okay, fine. So all, all this is about is getting paper? Yeah. Like, again, like, where is the spiritual kind of you-can-do-it feeling that we just got? Okay, rubber band banks filled with hundreds and twenties. Got all the gold diggers saying, give me living, suck life sucker free, dodging the fake, higher than my legal fees, another case. Of all the places I thought this track was going, <laughs> it was not the most traditionally boring shit ever. And I mean, like, we make money, we've got stacks of 20s, gold diggers want to fuck us, and oh shit, we got lawyer fees because we've done, done some dart. Remember when I was broke and needed a break? Went and got a nine to five for my baby mama's sake. I quit that to spit raps, hmm, and pitch crack my chip stacked, hmm. I'm like, all right, that's okay, but yo, you kind of want that nine to five if you really want to get everything in your life. Cause like, yeah, you might in your geographical lottery, like if you're born in a place that has a popping rap scene, you can quit your nine to five and go rap. If you're, well, I mean, if you're if in a you place like really, Montreal- If you want to do that and you really like, and you like, no, if that's all you want to terrible... do, you will move. You will do what you have to do to get there. Just saying. But that's not like good advice for everybody. That's often really shitty advice. But a lot of people, really they, you know, they want to be rappers, they go to that's LA. That's true. They go and to for every know, one New of York. these guys that pops off well enough to be on Marcus Precise's album, there's probably 99 guys that fucking just failed. Went well, to jail okay. and had problems wow. that happened because of the life okay. that they ended up having to get indulged in because they went to a, an environment and had no means of making money because they quit their job. 
Look, this shit applies in very specific circumstances. All I can tell you is, you know what's throttling Montreal's hip-hop scene more than everything else? These motherfuckers don't have jobs. So they're not self-sustainable. They're reliant on other people. They can't build entrepreneurial moves because they can't develop capital. Quitting your job is not how you become a successful rapper. As you'll come to see on the locksmith track that we'll talk about in part two, that ends up being more the reality. Motherfuckers sell drugs and shit to finance the operation. They're not really rappers, they're drug dealers who rap. They're not making money on rap. None of us is making money on rap. So we all need a job. Wouldn't it be smarter to find a viable career? Anyway, this is my thoughts on this. Maybe I'm coming at this from the Montreal perspective, and maybe this only applies to the Montreal perspective. But yo, when I hear rappers bragging about quitting their job, which would have supported their child to take a risk on something like music, it's like, nah, dog, feed your fucking kid reliably, okay? And then when you've got that on lock and you're rap career is bringing in money quit your job okay like let's be fucking growing ups about this situation because honestly this just sounds like pipe dream city right here all of this is fucking whack it's like this isn't good advice for anybody this is just it worked for me every day i brought my dream to fruition you always wonder why i'm always in the kitchen every day dream i brought it to fruition homie okay like i'm glad it worked out for you dog it's not even jealousy like that I'm just sad that you're putting out bad advice into the world. Like, you're not really telling other people how to become successful. Right. You're just saying some vapid shit like, I did it. Okay, fine. It bothered me because it's a fucking pop nice song. Whether it's a little or a lot, you got to give it all you got. I mean, yo, there's a huge difference between give like a little or a lot. There's a huge yeah. difference between a lot of factors, okay? Anyway. I grind a lot doesn't mean shit doesn't mean I'm gonna make money in fact a lot of people who grind grind in ways that don't make any money for them and they grind and they work really really hard but they never actually learn how to do it right so there's so much more to it than wishing dreaming and working hard that's like the baby steps that's like saying I'm a nice guy you're not getting laid saying that just like you're not (laughs) fucking making it by grinding everyone's grinding who the fuck is not grinding okay for all y'all that think the majority of people are lazy you're wrong the majority of people are people grinding and failing that's the reality of the situation everybody's got a side hustle in their 30s maybe they don't actively pursue it but if i call children a side hustle so if you add parents and children is a side hustle everybody's grinding why is everyone failing oh because it's fucking more than that this is bullshit course anyway whether it's crypto or cash get dough that lasts what (laughs) what what are you saying cash crypto i mean i i'd argue that a fucking rrsp is a great option too you could have mentioned that one anyway i don't understand the point i won't let it tiptoe by fash and edit to my schedule every day a different avenue for revenue Really, I He's hate when rappers. Have different money streams. Right? I hate when rappers make it sound like they get 365 rev streams a year. Like, are you kidding? No, no, you're not. You're not doing that. You're just not. You're exaggerating. I love my hub, but I had to get a better view. Never going back is something I will never do. That makes you an asshole. Oh wait, no, I think I read that back. I read that incorrectly. I actually just realized. He will go back. That was a double negative. So mm. he's gonna invest. I, I take it there back. There you go. 
I hope. Um, so he left his hood, and he's going to go back one day? I don't know. I'm fresh, streets finest, Fresno's worst. What's the difference? I got mines out the dirt. I went from trying to find me some work to flipping through designs for the merch. That part's pretty cool, how he, like, evolved it. I went Barack on the campaign. That's why I'm on every block. I'm a brand name. You're on every block like that. That's an exaggeration. Yep. You're not in Montreal. A little bit. Nobody, I, I'm pretty sure most people in Montreal have not heard of you. Uh, so you're not on every block. Well, I, he is talking only American. He's talking about American politics and all of that. I so. bet Vermont is not necessarily rocking you with all of that shit either. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be like a shit. I've just, I got, there's there's a level of hyperbole that's fly, right? Like when people say grandiose shit in a ridiculous way and it's just fresh. And then there's, you're saying shit that's just clearly impossible. So it just comes off like you're saying it. Like if I were to be like, Yo, I, I pack guns, I bust them nines. Uh, if I just started saying that shit, you would look at me like I'm fucking a loser because, like, it's just full of shit. It just is not organic or authentic. Yep. That dude, I don't know how famous he is, but I never heard of Fashan. He might be kind of popping, but it feels a little bit more like he shouldn't be talking about he's that renowned and well-known. I don't like it personally when rappers use hyperbole to describe their own success like within themselves sure you may be hyper fucking successful but when you start saying shit like i make a different rev stream every day and everybody in the city fucking heard of me it's like come on dude you're just come on now you're just exaggerating and you might argue that it's okay to exaggerate i'd say that the way he did i don't know maybe i'm just being a hater on this one but these songs annoyed me these last two tracks did not leave me with positive feelings they were like well-made tracks that felt like fluff pieces like that's why i'm on every block i'm a brand name i had to hustle at the bubble move a muscle just to make it out the jungle while i'm humble you're humble does this yeah. guy sound humble to you sure <laughs> anyway <laughs> i'm not saying he comes off that arrogant but he comes off a little bit like yeah. He's the shit, and he doesn't come off that humble. I'm not hearing about how he's got a whole team of people who helped him up. I'm not even hearing love for the city that lived him up. In fact, all I heard is, I go after the money that makes sense, and therefore I've created opportunities. Didn't he say something about, like, Fresno? So maybe he's talking about, like, something. Well, he said he's Fresno's worst, and he's from the streets. But Yeah, so he's repping the city. But he's not talking about how the people allowed him to achieve success. Mm -hmm. Whereas the thank you fans for what... This shit that makes you not humble is not in this track. So, in fact, he just comes off like he's absolutely not humble. Like, you know, like he doesn't come off proper in that regard either. Right. And I'm just tired of, like, I guess, and this is just maybe I'm in a mood or whatever, but so many rappers just say shit like that. And I try hard to not talk about them on this channel because I can't say with all good consciousness that that's great lyricism. It's who the fuck? Everyone can write that shit. If everyone can just be the best... And everyone can just be like the most well-known and everyone can just be like oh, i'm not humble like these words all have meanings and shit and i think if you're gonna use these words they should be truthful and maybe Fashan is a super humble dude in fucking real life maybe he really is maybe somebody watching is like that guy's the best not in this track this track doesn't come off humble it's a complete flex okay anyway i gave it another 4.1 i think marcus precise does a great job on the instrumental and then Fashan just brings it right the fuck down yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I thought it sounded positive and kind of like, you know, again, kind of like on the same path that we've been on. Um, you know, I thought the chorus was fine. Um, whether it's a little or a lot, you got to give it all you got. 
you know, be careful. And you went through all of this. Be careful with where you're aiming your gun. You only get one shot. So it just sort of, you know, like, don't let it, you know, like, slip out of your hands. Like, if you have the opportunity, go for it. Do what you have to do. Um, you know, the first verse was basically, you know, don't stress about what other people have. Uh, just do the right thing and have faith in, you know, in what you're doing and um, just get out there and do it and perform, perform, perform. I mean, that's kind of like what I assumed. And, um, you know, you're going to have to hustle to get where you want to be, um, you know, and just basically don't, don't waste your time to shine and be successful when you have the opportunity. So, I mean, he's in the spotlight right now. He's on this uh, album. So, I mean, he's just trying to get himself out there. Um, and you know, you can, you know, just exactly like what you're saying, like you can have whatever you want. You just have to have, um, the motivation and, uh, you know, kind of like have like that fire under your ass to like get you up and just doing it. So, um, it's nice. Uh, you know, you've got to work hard to accomplish your dreams and, uh, you know, no matter what stands in your way, like just keep on going and figure it out. And, you know, because you don't want it to pass you by. So, I mean, I thought it was a fine song. I didn't have as much, like, hate on it as you did. I gave it a 4.4 on 5. That's fine. You don't have to. I mean, I, I appreciate what he was trying to do, and I'm sure most people are going to hear it and feel that niceties to it. But mm -hmm. I've also spent the last two to three years calling bullshit on these niceties that I think <laughs> are fucking garbage. And this is outside of his channel and everything. It's just you read a lot of shit. Right. And you start to see the difference between the truth and the fake messages taught to millennials to feel good. This is another millennial fluff piece. Okay. This fair is enough. like some shit that is why millennials don't have savings accounts and crap. Because we weren't taught to plan properly. We weren't taught to think things through. We were taught, work hard and you can achieve. Yeah, history does not support that shit. Okay. History supports work hard and you'll probably still fail. That doesn't mean you shouldn't try. But come on, let's have some better <laughs> fucking branding on the ideas so that and why this matters is because so many people start trying. They go three, six months, a year into whatever endeavor, and all of a sudden they've worked hard and they don't achieve, so they give up and never try again. Why? Because the branding is garbage. In fact, if we branded it right, we could train people to go into the seven to 10 year grinds it actually takes for most people who achieve success in a small way, let alone a big way. Yep. So that's why I take beef with it, because it's just fake narratives to me. Um, anyway, Fair that's enough. fine. I made my point. Y'all get it. Y'all can disagree if you want. And that's totally fine. This is going to be where we break it up for the first half of the album and, and call it the, the ending point of part one. It's still yep. another half of the project to get through. Um, I, I like the rest of that. It gets better from here. So if you're worried, I'm just going to shit on shit. It's not. It's going to be upwards of grades for the rest of the project. I thought it was, I think so far it's been nifty. And Marcus is a great fucking beat maker. So I don't, don't worry about that. I feel that. It's just more the commentaries on the words put before me. Yeah. Anyway, let us know in the comments what you think. We totally appreciate all of you and look forward to seeing what you have to say. Subscribe to the channel for part two and more reviews. Like the video if you did. Special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Powell, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williams, and yeah, that's all because uh, anyway, sometimes life happens and you get less patrons. If you want to become a new patron for us and help us grow, you can do that in the thing and I don't know, we're going to reformat stuff and come out it with new ideas in the next little while. I just we're calling it. We're coming to the end of behind that suit season one, which was a very long season. We're coming for season two soon, yeah. so we keep rolling with these reviews. In the meantime, um, 
I make music. That's becoming a much bigger priority of my life as opportunities start unlocking. So you can check that out on this channel. I'm unexpected to see more and more and more coming out on that front. We've also got a lot of local interviews that we're going to start doing. So expect to see more and more of those rolling out. I highly recommend you check out the interview we do with Willie Scandals. That dude's fascinating. Uh, anyway, that's all I got to say for now. So live long and prosper, everybody. Peace, everyone.